Hello and welcome to the Good Day Podcast. I am your host, Elias C. Sampaio. I am an author and a graduate of Christ for the Nations Institute's pastoral major. Join in on the conversations where we will laugh and cry from our everyday struggles to pointless rants of life. It's always a good day, no matter what, is my Hakuta Matata. So now, take a moment to breathe and say, it's always a good day, because if we are still breathing, we still have a chance. My name is Elias, that's how you pronounce it. I know for the Americans, uh, only speaking uh, people, it's kind of hard to pronounce it. You can call me Elias if it's easier, or Eli. Eli is my nickname, you you could say. Growing up in high school, people just call me Eli because it's easier for them to pronounce. And yeah, whatever name flows off your, your tongue better, you can call me that. But throughout the podcast, I'm going to keep saying Elias. Maybe in the future, I'll change it to Eli. I don't know. But my name is Elias. So, welcome again. And today's episode, I'm going to read about my... I'm going to talk about more about my book, Entangled, The Soldier Who Dares to Achieve Miracles. Why I wrote it. Uh, what's the story behind it. And then I will try to read... A little a read chapter one. It's gonna be a very quick chapter, a uh, quick episode. I'm gonna shorten these episodes to at least 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and try to upload more on the context of the book. So that way you could uh, listen to on the drive home, a narration of a book, or you know, audio book, but in podcasts. So, entangled the soldier who dares to achieve miracles. I wrote this book while I, when I finished when I graduated I was writing as my last as the semester was ending I was already writing it it's basically a sermon it's a sermon that I had and since I the teacher was uh, trying to get us to work on our writing work on our storytelling for our on our our preaching you know I, I took the challenge of trying to make this sermon that I already had and try to re- create a book. I was reading the books that were required for the classes. And honestly, I was like, these books, some of these are good books. Other books are like kind of boring. I was, I just was like, this is really boring. Who would like read this? And I read it because it was, it was, I read the books because they were uh, required, you know. And I just like everybody in college, wherever college you go to, you're required to read certain books, and certain books some get are not very entertaining. So then, I was reading it. And I was like, okay, some were good. I'm not gonna say some are good, and even those that weren't entertaining, I would skip to the po- point. Oh my god, the point of the book. I I heard another pop. I'm I, I'm trying to figure out the distance of where I should be still with this mic. If I'm too close, then my breathing gets picked up, I think, and it's kind of hard. I'm still trying to adjust how I should talk because this is different. You know, like when you're up there on a stage preaching, you can breathe, you can talk, you can, I can time myself. On here, I feel like I'm just sprinting and I have to finish my sentence and then sprint again to my next sentence. I, it's hard for me to calm down, you know, because I'm trying not to leave any dead moments. But... Yeah, back to the story. So, 
it was a sermon I made, uh, and the books I was reading, the, I would go to the, I would skip the boring parts and just go straight to what is the book talking about. And then eventually I was like, you know what, I can do this. I, there are some books that I read that I was like, this is really good. You know, I still have the books to this day. It's on my wall. It's actually above me right now of where I'm recording. Um, but some of these books were like, oh, man, anybody could write this. So then I was like, oh, why don't I just write it? That's what I was feeling in my gut. You know, I was like, the teacher's telling us to get better at telling a story. I have the sermon. Why don't I just turn this into a book format? So I was writing it, and it just, you know, it got to the point where I was like, I can make this to book. So I did, and it wasn't my first book ever. The The sermon is about Ephesians 6, you know, the, the armor of God. That's what it was. That's my whole, my, my sermon that I made. And it's all about how uh, we as Christians tend to think that we have the armor of God all the time, but we really don't. It's, it says, you know, put on the belt of truth, helmet of salvation. But then through our lives, we, uh, we, we don't wear it all the time. And a lot of Christian, um, how do I say this? A lot of Christians think that, okay, you read a scripture once, you pray over your life, you're good. It does, that's not how it works. That's not how the armor of God is, um, is in reality. Whenever we read that scripture and we put it on ourselves, we say, Father God, you know, we do that prayer. Really, I put on the helmet of God, the helmet of salvation. I put on the armor of God. I put on, I grab the sword, you know, I grab the shield, the, dre- the breastplate to go out and pray against the issues that you have over your lives. Because that's, that's why Paul wrote that, is for us to equip ourselves with the armor of God. But a lot of our, our a lot of the, uh, Made, let's say mainstream Christian mentality we read at once and then we go out we put on the belt of truth and then we go out and lie immediately and then we still think we hold on to that belt of truth but that's not how it really works so that's what my sermon was about all of that and then I broke down my sermon was about every piece of armor so then each chapter in that book ex- explains the that mentality it goes deep into it into saying okay we put on the breastplate of righteous right breastplate of righteousness i am uh yeah of righteousness i almost i was like oh did i have it wrong <laughs> no but i'm i have it right so yes so we put on that but then we're not living righteously you know in each chapter i go into i bring it down to uh uh, the physical meaning, what could it mean, what could it represent, and we break that down. So that's what the chapter was, and my idea for this book, the when I was writing, I first wrote just the sermon part, and then I was like, let me try to create a story or like an, an, a universe, like Marvel, you know, like a little, a little um, world that this book could live in, so that when people read, they could be uh, entertained. You know, so they could be like, okay, let's go read. And I try to create a story of a soldier who isn't prepared. A soldier who is entangled by the things of, of, of this world. So I had this image in my mind of like weeds, you know, like the like the the branches and all this stuff just 
all around the armor, old armor, who's, which is not being used, and a soldier stuck in darkness. That was my idea for, like, the picture of this book, right? And it didn't really come out with it. Um, I wanted that as the cover. But since it was my first book, I don't know how to do the covers. I just wrote it black and red. Red outlines. Sorry, I had to breathe there because I was running out of... I'm running out of out, out of steam. I got to work on my stamina to talking. I got to learn how to pace myself because I felt like I just ran on a crazy sprint. So, the, the cover's black. It's got red outlines on the edges, which to me looked cool. It, it was like as if it's like blood, you know, it's dark. Because that's what it is. This book is a very dark book. Because it's telling us that we are not equipped with the armor of God. That we don't just read one little word on the scripture of the Bible. And we think that we already have it for eternity. That's not how it works. We're not once saved, always saved does not exist. It is a lie. If you believe that, it is a lie. So, uh, that's that was the... the the, the idea, the inspiration of that book, you know, of a soldier who is trapped into the, and strapped by the things of this world. So, yeah, I wrote this book. It's on Amazon. If you write out, write down Entangled, the soldier who dares to achieve miracles, and you write my name, it should pop up. I have an English version and a Portuguese version. I am Brazilian, so... I am Brazilian. Nash, I, bro- I was born in Brazil, but mostly raised here in America. So I am an American at heart, but Brazilian by birth. Not saying that I don't like Brazil. I'm just saying I would prefer America, live in America more. But uh, that's, that doesn't matter at this point. Let me read chapter one for you. So you can go into, so you can take a look at my book. And you can get something out of it, you know, out of this uh this podcast, so you're not just listening to me ramble and running out of breath because I'm sprinting. <laughs> All right, so chapter one starts like this: No one entangled. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> sorry. Chapter one: Entangled. Uh, that's the chat in the name of the first chapter. Entangled. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life. That he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Second Timothy 2.4 That's the whole... Uh, I'm not reading, but this I'm just my commenting. That was like the whole inspiration. The, start, the spark of the inspiration for my sermon, for my book, for, for this whole thing to start. <clears throat> Alright. The Roman Empire was feared by all. They were unmatched in battle. Rome conquered half the world with their massive military strength. What could we, as Christians, achieve if one of us uses the power and authority of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, entrusted to us believers? Every Christian is a part of the biggest and strongest army that has ever existed. We are the soldiers of the living God. We have authority and power through him, through him who sends us. It's time we change our point of view 
of ourselves from God's children who need his love and grace at every moment to just feel good and sleep better at night. Into the soldiers of his holy army, not needing milk, but eating solid food, marching towards the gates of hell, taking back what the enemy has destroyed in the lives of our brothers and sisters. As you read this book, I hope you will be encouraged to run into the battlefield fully armored, ready to fight the good fight, filled with, the, filled with courage, faith, and determination to reach the lost souls of this world, becoming a true witness of Jesus, setting the bar of how a true disciple of Christ walks on this earth. Personally, every time I see someone in need and all I have to give is money, I feel ashamed. Yes, money can be a powerful blessing in the lives of those in need. But what has more power than money? What has more authority than a credit card? It is the blood of Jesus Christ and His Holy Spirit that lives in each and every one of us. A fire deep down burns inside of me when I walk away from individuals in need, feeling horrible for not doing more to help. I always look down towards my hands, asking God to give me power, telling myself, if only I had the power and authority to pray over them and see, the, see lives being changed right before my eyes, just like the apostles did in the old days. Do you feel the same? Do you want to see miracles happen before your eyes? Do you want demons to know who you are and be afraid of you? I know I do. I want demons running away every time I walk into a room. I want to pray to see God's signature of approval over all my prayers. To have faith bigger than a mustard seed. I received a revelation in my life that will, give me toward, that will get me towards this power and authority. That is in our grasp. Christ paid Christ paid too high of a price for us to waste time here on earth. Join me on bringing a new era to Christianity. The last days are coming and we must be ready for our faith. We must be ready to fight for our faith, to show the love of the living God, to bring heaven to earth. We will see the limp walk, the blind see, and the sick healed. The lost found. For the kingdom of God is not in the world, but in power. Not in word, but in power. First Corinthians 4.20 God's kingdom is not in words. We humans can't explain the existence of Yahweh, God of the Israelites, with just words. The God who Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob worshipped cannot be examined examined in a lab. The human brain can't comprehend the presence of such a powerful being. How can someone speak the whole universe into existence? With so many religions and theories in the world of where we come from and why we're here, it's impossible to conceive someone that God is it's impossible to convince someone that God is real is really only is real only by words and uh, scientific explanations. How can someone, how can something 
come from nothing unless you have something spiritual happen. Words can only go so far. Oh, sorry. Words can only go so far. Even if you can't get someone to believe in a power, in a higher power, it doesn't necessarily mean they will believe in Jesus Christ. The world needs signs and wonders more than we Christians do. Just as God used Moses to bring the Hebrews out of Egypt, we must reach the slaves of this world with the same level of authority Moses had. We must walk as true Christian believers. The pharaohs of this world, of this generation, need, need to know that our Lord God is still alive and kicking. We do not worship an idol, but a living God, the Alpha and Omega. Don't forget how the Israelites were slaves onto a world filled with gods and idols. For about 400 years, they held into the, onto the belief that God would deliver them from the hands of the Pharaoh. Imagine the difficulties they had been, they had been suffering, believing in a Savior, day after day, year after year. Many doubted, some stopped to believe. The world filled with idols and fake gods forced upon them. Not much dif uh, of difference from us nowadays. It is now it is no surprise to see the people doubt Moses' words that Yahweh had spoken to him. And it was only after Lord the Lord re revealed Himself with signs, miracles, and honored and honored Moses in front of the people, they began to believe. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not that great of a reader. I'm kind of <sighs> losing breath. <laughs> Sprinting again. Um, I'm continuing. When we take a quick look into the life of Moses, we will see that he was born from the house of Levi. Then he became royalty to the Egyptians. Moses came to a crossroad in his life where he needed to make a choice between his past life as a Hebrew or remain an Egyptian and be part of the royal family. A hard choice to make for some. Put yourself in his position. What would you choose? The life of a king or of a martyr? To set your own desires aside for the good of your people? Anyway, the choice Moses took had a generational effect. Later on, we can see that the Levites are set as priests. So you might have heard the saying, Many are called, but few are chosen. Matthew 2, 2, 22, 14. I have the opinion that it doesn't matter what you believe in your life. Whatever, 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 whether you're called or chosen. If you don't use the time you have wisely, you can miss your chance. I know that's a hard pill to swallow in this generation, where it's never too late to turn to God. All will be fine. You still have a purpose, no matter how long it takes for you to change your ways and start living for Jesus. 
I'm sorry, but that's not true. Christianity is not a fair fairy tale. If you choose to accept God and all he has for you, hallelujah. But not everyone goes through that. Lots of people struggle to accept God's plan for their lives. They may have Jesus in their hearts, but they still want to live their own life, seeking their own path. Look at the history of humanity and its relationships with the Father. It's not always so pretty. Unfortunately, not everyone will fulfill their purpose here on earth. If you don't have, if you don't agree or see the sad truth of this world, you you believe you can waste your time with parties and just having fun until the moment comes for the sole reason you were bo- put on this earth for, with no preparation for whatever God is calling you to do. I'm sorry, but you will fail. <clears throat> yeah, you might make it into heaven. But just to say, oh, I did just enough to get inside. I received Jesus in my heart, and now I'm in paradise. People, come on. The goal is not to get into heaven, but to bring heaven to earth, to reach the lost souls of, the, of this dark world. The kingdom is coming soon. We must be prepared. To all the Peters, Jesus calls you to tend to his beloved sheep. Protect the weak and hungry people by fighting back against the thieves and wolves that come into the middle of the night. It's time to end the false and the corruption, corrupted sheep uh, shepherding from, from. Woe to the shepherds of Israel. Who feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flock? You eat the fat and clothe yourself with the wool. You slaughter uh, slaughter fatling, but you do not feed the flock. The weak you have not strengthened, nor have you healed those who were sick, nor bound up the broken, nor brought back what was driven away. Thought what was lost. But with force and cruelty you have ruled them. So they were scattered because they were there was no shepherd. And they became food for all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. Is Ezekiel thirty four two to five. Yes, we know that Jesus we know Jesus is the only true shepherd. Jesus is fulfilling the prophecy in this verse. For thus says the Lord God, Indeed, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. Ezekiel 34:11. Man could not do the job. God himself needed to step in to help. Let's give him glory for that. Nothing is better than letting someone know, somebody, letting someone who knows what they are doing to do the job. Sometimes an easy fix can become a headache for the next guy to take the job. If the pre- previous guy didn't know what he was getting himself into, he will make it even worse. Hallelujah that Jesus isn't just any guy. He's the Son of God. I know this sounds super cheesy, but it's true. No matter what kind of mess you're, you might have made trying to fix the problem yourself, 
Jesus will be right there with the per with the perfect tools for the job. But the point of this book is not to make not for us to rely on Jesus all the time, all the time, always looking for him to fix our our easy problems, but for us to start to pick up the slack. Where are where are my Peters? My pastors, my youth leaders, let's end this corruption in the church. These false leaders who have ruined the name of Jesus. We need good people who care, who care about the name of Jesus Christ than them, more than themselves. People who are not afraid to walk down the, pa- the path less followed. How many times do we see someone not living what they preach? I believe if we find enough leaders who say... No, to compromise and stand for the truth of the gospel. We will see a shift into the in the Christian world. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying we don't have leaders out there fighting the good fight. I just want to see more of us in the battle. This book is about a soldier who wants to be set free from his entanglements and run into the battle field to help save his kingdom from invasion we are the soldiers of the living god let's change the mindset of of us being babies drinking only milk needing god's mercy to save us every passing day to already possessing his mercy and becoming fully grown eating solid food and joining the king into battle let's say no more for watching our brother and sisters fall in the battlefield no one will no one will no more will we say i am unequipped to help i have no authority this time is now the time is now stand and fight we need prayer warriors like never before we need true pastors like never before leaders who don't give up in the fight first fight uh oh my god <laughs> sorry leaders who don't give and give up in the first sight of trouble we need soldiers of Yahweh filled with fire. That's it, man. That was chapter one. I hope you like listening to this. Uh, Merry Christmas to all. And I hope you took something out of there. <laughs>